Today's episode is brought to you by BCS Wealth Management. BCS Wealth Management is an independent financial planning and investment management company headquartered right here in Johnson City. What's great about BCS Wealth Management is that they're 100% independent, which means there's no big company in New York pulling the strings. BCS Wealth Management is also a fiduciary, which is just a fancy way of saying that they're bound by law to do what's in your best interest. Not everyone who works in financial services is a fiduciary. These folks are. So whether you're in need of a financial plan to keep you on track with your goals, if you're an individual needing a checkup on your personal investments, or a business owner needing an evaluation of your company's retirement plan and other benefits, the highly trained team at BCS Wealth Management is ready to help. Hey friends, and welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we talk about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City, Tennessee a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Leighton Hart, and today we've got a great show for you. Before we get to that, though, I just want to say thank you again for listening. It's really, really nice to have you here. And I want to say thank you for sharing the Johnson City Living Podcast, because we are getting out there. We're meeting a lot of new people. So I'm looking at where people are listening to the Johnson City Living Podcast. We've got people obviously in Johnson City, Jonesboro, Kingsport, Knoxville, Chattanooga, uh, Sevierville, Thompson Station, Morristown, Memphis, Irwin, Bristol, Elizabeth, and Nashville, Rogersville, Alcoa, Maryville, Mountain City, all over. That's just Tennessee. So we also have people, this is wild, in Georgia, California, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Florida, D.C., Pennsylvania, Arkansas, New York, and Washington listening to the podcast. And I think the reason that's happening is because you are sharing it with other people. So we are excited by the growth we're seeing. We're, we're really having a lot of people tune in and give us a lot of good feedback, but we can't grow unless you share the podcast with someone. So if this podcast means something to you in some way, will you just tell one friend about it this week? Just tell one friend. That'd be a huge help. Really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. My guest today is Bob Cantler. Bob is the president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce serving Johnson City, Jonesboro, and Washington County, Tennessee. So the Chamber helps Johnson City grow by recruiting people to visit Johnson City, to work in Johnson City, and retire in Johnson City, and to continually make Johnson City a better and better place to run a business. That's their job. As you'll hear in the interview, Bob has deep roots in Johnson City, but spent quite a bit of time living and working in larger cities as he advanced in his career in hospitality. He worked for some really big uh, hotel properties. You want someone leading the chamber who knows and loves the city well, and Bob is that guy. So here's my interview with Bob Cantler, president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce serving Johnson City, Jonesboro, and Washington County, Tennessee. Bob Cantler, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's really good having you here. And it's a beautiful day in Johnson City. We're, we're overlooking Main Street, and uh, the sun is out. And there's people walking down the street. And, yes. And it, it, we're ready for spring. Oh, man, so ready. So ready. Bob, you're from Johnson City, is that right? Yeah, I grew up in Johnson City, uh, graduated Science Hill, uh, went to ETSU. And um, to find a job, I had to leave here in 1985. Okay. Um, uh, my my background is hospitality. Okay. So I was with Hyde Hotels, uh, Opryland Hotel in, in Nashville. Yeah. 
Um, got out of the hospitality business, did consumer products with a company called ConAgra. Yeah, sure. And after that, um, uh, after some restructures, there was an opportunity to come back here and be the director of marketing at MetaView. And um, and I couldn't pass up coming home. Yeah. And yeah. and it, uh, my parents were here. My wife's parents were here. Uh, it was a great place for me to r- grow up as a kid. Yeah. So raising my family here, it was just it was a no brainer. Yeah. Of, of thinking about coming back to uh, Johnson City. We had your wife Diana on the the podcast uh, previously, and she said your kids were were small when you move back to town. So basically, this is the only this is home for them. This too. is home for them. Yeah. And 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 they both uh, great schools. Um, uh, they both graduated from Science Hill. Had. Yeah. Uh, the, any opportunities they wanted to for college, yeah, and uh, it, 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 as I said, it's been it's been very positive, yeah, being here. Um, describe for me, describe the Johnson City that you grew up in. <sighs> Johnson, you didn't know better. It was it was a it, it was an all American city. Yeah, um, it was there was a lot of community. There was a lot of um, emphasis on sports. Um, uh, the mall was the center of the community at that point yeah. in the, in the seventies and eighties and, and downtown was, we only came downtown to go to church, Yeah, but it's, it was, um, Johnson city just had a good feel to it. I didn't know any better because I didn't, you know, hadn't lived anywhere. And, you know, the typical, once I get out of high school, I want to go to the big city or yep. go somewhere else. And, um, I, I had, you know, we had that opportunity to move to Memphis and Atlanta and, and Nashville, and and it was great to come back. Yeah, and yeah. and there's a there's a special vibe in Johnson City that we've had for centuries. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking with somebody about that this morning. We were having a conversation, and uh, and he he said, you know, John Johnson City just has a way of getting you know in you, and you just don't want to leave. Like when you when you come back after being gone. So yeah, a little. Tell me a little bit more about kind of your. Uh, your your business chops, if you will, and your background in hospitality. That's I think that's really interesting for for what you do today, and we'll talk more about what you do today. But um, describe some of those experiences and and what it's like working with um, just all different kinds of people, and and you know being in the business of keeping people happy. Yeah, again, the hospitality business is it's if you're a people person. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of us are, are gravitated to that. Yeah, um, we're social people. We want. Um, we want to see people having fun. We want to see people experiencing new things. So the hospitality part of it was was great for me. Um, I got cool opportunities. I got to meet uh, George Herbert Bush yeah. uh, when he came to Memphis to meet Fred Smith when he was running for president. Okay. Um, I was in uh, Atlanta when Michael Dukakis was there for the Democratic Convention. Yeah. Uh, I was there for the pre-planning for the for the um, Olympics yeah. in Atlanta yeah. in the hospitality business. So it got to experience a lot of of cool things and and just like anything you 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 grow in your business you grow in your craft and i got more opportunities yep. and and moving to opryland was one of they were they were at the pinnacle of hospitality at at the time i was there and it was it was a cool place to be it was very intense oh, sure. um, um very busy um, um, a lot of, it, it was the most fun 60 hours a week I got to work oh, and, uh, so, but that's, that's the hotel business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a standalone prop. It's kind of a, it's one of a kind, unless you think of someplace like a, one of the big Vegas casinos or something like that. There's, there's nothing else quite like it, at least in our part of the country. Exactly. Let's see. So you had the chance to come back to, uh, to Johnson city. So I came back to move to Johnson city. Um, my kids were second grade and kindergarten. Yeah. So, um, it, it was, it was a, it was a great opportunity for them. Um, 
Um, we came back. My parents were elderly, but still young enough that we could hang out with them and, yeah. and got to spend some time with my parents, which was really cool. We didn't have a lot of that because we moved away and lived away. And they got to spend time with their grandkids. So there was a lot of value yeah. for that. And, and when we talk about that a little bit later about when we recruit young professionals here, that's 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 a key part of it. But um, again, for us, and I and I got to work at MetaView. MetaView was emerging. Yeah. Uh, a lot of neat things were going there. And in the five years I was there, um, um, it it was it was hitting its stride. Yeah. Um, and doing some some really good things. And I got a phone call from a gentleman in Greenville, Tennessee, um, uh, Scott Nyswanger. And he says, I have a small hotel in, in Greenville, Tennessee. Would you like to come have a conversation with me? Yeah. And um, that conversation led to another conversation. And then I said, you know, I used to work at Opryland, and that's 1,800 rooms, yeah. and this one's 52 rooms. <laughs> and, and, and he yeah. goes, but we're going to do more than this. We're, we have a foundation. We have a, an enterprise model called Learn and Return. Yep. We're giving scholarships to these young scholars, and we're asking them to go get worldly knowledge and bring it back to our area. Um, we're, we got a performing arts center. There was a lot of intriguing things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, to be with with the Nicewanger Group, and I was with them for eleven years. Okay. And yeah. um, it again learned a lot, yeah. and um, it was very exciting. Yeah, no doubt. Um, this past summer, you have transitioned into a new role, and tell us about your your new role. So. When I left the Nicewanger Group, I started my own consulting business. Okay. So for three years, I freelanced, and I was doing um, development projects, development funding okay. projects, um, um, TIF, new market tax credits, historic tax credits. And um, I started working with the Summers Group yep. to do the model mill. Okay. So um, when you have a 100-year-old building, sometimes it takes some creative tools to, uh, to make that pencil and make yeah. the banks feel comfortable. And uh, we, we brought a, a tool called a new market tax credit to that, which is a federally backed tax credit that made that work. Okay. Um, so we were able to get that done. In that process, uh, the gentleman who was with the Chamber of Commerce was retiring, mm -hmm. and the Chamber was looking to move to that location. And a friend of mine who was on the Chamber board said, would you have a conversation with us? And I'm, I'm kind of like, well, i got a gig right now. I'm, yeah. Uh, and he said, just, just let's talk. Yeah. And we had the conversation. And long story short, July 1st of 2019, I started with the, uh, the chamber here in Johnson City. And um, it's been exciting yeah. ever since. It's, it's, it's an emerging community. It's really cool time to be here. Is that something you, you would have pictured for yourself when you were running the streets of Johnson City as a kid? No, no, no. I don't know why. I mean, it, it was... And as a kid, you didn't. You always wanted to be a professional athlete or a fireman right. or something right. cool. Right. And and the hospitality business just became something because I needed to find out how to how to have a career. Yeah. It's neat to 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 go out and hone your craft, um, learn a lot of things, and then when you can bring it back to your home community, yeah. Uh, it it it's there's a lot of value to it, and yeah. and it's it's very exciting. You know, uh, Diana and I kid that that someday we're we're anxious to have our grandkids. And and to say you see that that's where Johnson City used to flood and it doesn't yeah. do that anymore. And, yeah. and you see all this activity that's these buildings used to be boarded up and um, we're very anxious and excited to see how Johnson City is going to emerge in the next decade. Yeah, yeah. You, you have the benefit of, of having seen it over a, over a long period of time. I've been here since 1999, um, and and at that time when we moved here, there wasn't a lot happening in downtown Johnson <laughs> City, and so. Um, I think it is, like you said, it's cool to be able to tell the story of guys. You wouldn't believe what this, what it once was, 
and then what it became and now what it's kind of risen to again. I think that's a really cool opportunity. You're yeah. exactly right. The cool thing in my in my role, I get to hear from other people that come here and visit mm-hmm. or they've come here and lived and and some of our best storytellers are those that didn't grow up here. Okay. And um, they they tell the story of Johnson City. Yeah. Um, whether they own the Trek store and they say which is a great place to start a business and do my business yeah. or they're a developer over on West Walnut Street yep. that they're going um, I've I got connected here, there's community here. I felt like I was at valued yes. in in what I'm doing or they were the a young entrepreneur they're saying I feel there's a good ecosystem to do what I need to do, and, and I feel comfortable and I'm valued. So Johnson City is one of those, and, and somebody said this once. They said, we really don't know how to define it, yeah. but you'll know it when you feel it. And, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And and so that's that's what I get to experience. Those that are looking to move here or, or visiting here, they're telling our story is better than we are yeah. or, as a natives. Yeah. So uh, tell me about your, your role at the chamber and, and what that looks like on a, on a daily basis and, and what you view your responsibility as, as, as the leader of the chamber. The, the, the chamber has two elements to it. There is the business development side. It's, it's our stakeholders, our members are the business community. Mm-hmm. But we also have the Visit Johnson City. So we're the tourism component. So there's two totally different organizations, yeah. two different intentions – but sometimes they kind of merge. Yeah. You know, the storytelling we do for tourism is usually very similar to the storytelling we use for recruiting a business or, or talent to come into our area. Well, like any new organ, any organization with new leadership, there's always that let's try something different. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out what we need to do to add value to our members. Yep. Let's figure out what we need to do to add value to our tourism stakeholders. Let's, let's figure out you know, can we grow the population in Johnson City? Can we grow the GDP? Can we grow the tax base? You know, what can we do to make an impact as an organization? And I imagine that, you know, you mentioned that those two stories are are very similar, and it's got to be quality of life, cost of living. What are are some of the things that that are elements of those stories that you tell? Again, when you talk to those people that have lived in Nashville, Charlotte, and some Mm -hmm. of those other areas are going, I don't have traffic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I met a young couple the other day, and they were talking about, um, I got off work at 5 o'clock in Nashville. I drove an hour home. I had to drive another 30 minutes to go where I want to run. Oh. And in Johnson City, I leave my office. 10 minutes, I'm on the Tweetsie Trail, and I'm doing what I love to do. Yeah. yeah. So I got a couple of hours of my life back yeah. being in this community versus being in a community where the commute yep. is so key and vital. And, and and then you know the cost of living. I could buy more house here than I could in another location. I have a longer runway. The schools are are, are excellent. Yeah, I feel comfortable. My kids are getting a good education. Um, there's a good family component in the community. So, as I said, I hear all those things yeah. that we sort of take for granted. That other people are going. These are really valuable life balance things for us. Yeah, yeah. From your chair at the chamber, what do you see as as the big opportunities Johnson City has either now or, you know, over the next 20 years? We need to grow. In the hotel business, good sales hides a lot of warts. Right. Um it, and it, it's it's true in any organization. If 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 an organization is growing and and increasing, it 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 adds more value. Yeah. And as a community, we're we're growing but not at a level that we need to be, mm-hmm. we need to be growing at about two to three percent 
every year just to beat inflation. So, you know, our fire department's still going to cost us a little bit more next year than it did this year. So um, we need to grow our population. How are we going to do that is um, we have a lot of um, we have a promotion in our our visit to Johnson City called Retire Tennessee, mm-hmm. and we recruit people who are saying, "I want to move to Tennessee, and I want to move to Johnson City because of those cost of living, quality of life, no income tax." Yeah. That's that's big for uh, if you're coming from New York or or Michigan and some of those other states. So so we get that part. The part I think we're missing right now, and that we want to be more intentional about, is young professionals. Yeah. We need to do two things. We need to retain our, our, our talent that we're educating out here at, at Milligan and ETSU and Northeast State because there's incredible talent coming out of those institutions. And then we need to figure out how to recruit young professionals here and, and th- those that get it, meaning that they want to be close to outdoor recreation, but they want the quality of life, they want the good school for their kids, and they, they, they don't want to sit in traffic and they don't want to spend a whole lot of money that they'd have to do in, uh, in other locations. Yep. So growth, big opportunity. We've got to grow. Um, and I imagine bringing, bringing new businesses to town is part of, the, part of the recipe for, again, attracting young professionals to the town, too. Yes, yes. Um, because if someone called me up today and said, hey, I want to move to Johnson City, yeah. where can I work? Yeah. That's the $9 million question of, of what job opportunities do we have. Fortunately, right now in Johnson City, I can, I can list about five companies that need anywhere from 50 to 100 employees. Okay. Um, and our unemployment right now is about 34 3.5%. So yeah. we really need to recruit some people here yeah. to start filling those jobs so those organizations don't have the pressure. And, and, and economic development used to be you go out in a field and you build a warehouse and you recruit a company. Yeah. Now it's more about having a sense of place and recruiting talent. Okay. And and we're trying to shift as a community of how do we recruit talent here? How do we help our our Eastman's nuclear fuels ballad organizations find those that talent that they need? And then how do we retain the, that talent? So the the chamber has a packed calendar of events. So there's always things going on. There's always uh, breakfast networking opportunities, and then a few uh, like uh, like linchpin events throughout the year. So a, a golf tournament, an annual meeting, Taste of Johnson City. Tell us about some of those events and and what's coming up in 2020. Well, we just had our annual meeting at, in in January. Um, very shortly in May, we'll have our uh, state of the city address, and and it's a chance that our our government officials can kind of talk about. What's happening? What are we doing? What's important to us? What's going to get in our budgets? Mm-hmm. We have our golf tournament coming up. One thing we would like to implement is, again, more young professional opportunities, maybe having some socials mm-hmm. that are for freelance workers or remote yeah. workers yeah. or 20-somethings that are working as engineers and or, or, or physicians just to have a place to come together and connect and network. Yep. Um, and that's where the chamber can can do that can do that connecting and and create those opportunities so that's that's part of what we're looking at doing right now in addition to of course as i said the tourism component yeah so i was thinking you know if if you're a remote worker somewhere or freelancer or something like that and new to the area so let's say you you know your spouse gets transferred to johnson city and you're a freelancer remote worker it can be hard to connect to a new community unless you have you know a hobby you're a a cyclist or something like that where there's kind of a built-in community but but yeah it seems like those types of opportunities to say hey 
we know you're out there and you work at home, but um, but we want you to come together and, and get plugged into this community. It seems like that would be, uh, yeah, that'd be a win for everybody. And we, we learned that the hard way when we say retention mm-hmm. of, of people that are moving here that may be freelancers. And, and what happens more, more often than not, say a physician comes here and goes to work for our hospital and they have a, a, a trailing partner. And that trailing partner is a freelancer or an accountant or a radiologist. If they don't get plugged in or connected yeah. in the community, yeah. when that two years is up for that initial contract for that physician, yep. they're to a new community. Why do we have to keep recruiting new people? Let's try to retain oh, the absolutely. ones we have. Yeah. It's, it's easier to do that. So um, our goal is to, to create those opportunities, networking, socials, connections, um, that we can make sure those independent workers yep. can feel like they're part of our community as well. Yep. All right, let's uh, finish up with a lightning round here. Okay, these aren't anything, nothing too stressful here on this. <laughs> uh, first thing, what's a guilty pleasure food for you, Bob? A Shamrock's Law Dog. <laughs> yes. Guilty pleasure TV show. Um, gosh, gosh. Um, Hometown is is something we've been binge watching. It's 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 about a community in Laurel, Mississippi. They're rebuilding all these homes, and oh, cool. it, it sort of resonates with yeah with me of of what they're doing there and what we can do here. Look that one up. It sounds good. What's one book you think everyone should read? Depending on what your value is, if you're going to start a, a business, um, I think E Myth yeah is is a book and it and it's it's about why do you start a business and what does it look like do you franchise it do you sell it what's your exit strategy it 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 challenges you to to do a lot of those questions yeah um um but for for guilty pleasure anything tom clancy (laughs) perfect yeah and there's plenty to choose from that's great what's your favorite place you've ever vacationed sunset beach north carolina oh and um, because that's where family had gone for years every yeah. summer, and it was where my kids learned how to ride their bikes on the beach. And it was, it was the best of – it wasn't the destination that made it. It was because the family came together yeah. that made that the location. Is that still a spot you all hit? We're trying to. Yeah. Trying yeah. to. We're, we're getting spread out. We got family now from Arkansas to North Carolina to Memphis and okay. all over. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Bob Cantler, you're a busy man, so I will let you go. But uh, thank you for joining us on the John C. Living Podcast. Layton, thank you. I appreciate it. Yep.